Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Five minutes past 12 o'clock. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Um, I hope that your Thursday uh, morning has been fantastic and uh, that we're just going to ease into the afternoon because tomorrow is Friday. The sun is shining. It is a beautiful day and it is time. I am so excited for the 60 pledges in 60 minutes challenge. We've been promoting it. What is this all about? Well, it's actually about you. Um, helping us do what we are doing. So we're going to expand on that. We're going to be dedicating this entire hour to overcoming challenges. We have mental and life coach Michael Rubenstein in the studio who's going to be conducting live coaching sessions on air. You're going to get to hear how a coaching session works. You can phone in, you can give your input, and we're going to be taking pledges throughout. Now, the pledges that we're going to be taking from you, um, and of course, this is all raising funds for the DL Link, um, because Michael and I are very, very busy training. We're waking up early. We're on the roads. We're getting fit. It is not easy. As I've said too many times, it is not easy, but we're doing it because we are taking part in the Jerusalem Marathon, and we're doing it for the DL Link. So this next hour, we are dedicating to taking as many pledges what the goal we've set is 60 pledges can you make a pledge please it doesn't matter how small it doesn't matter how big please make a pledge and all pledges will be taken via sms so you're going to sms 34519 sms the amount with your details and we're going to get back to you and just put a jm jerusalem marathon and someone from the deal link will be in touch and then we're going to go ahead with that pledge and we're just going to try and raise. I mean, Michael said, next, let's see if we can get 60,000 by the end of the day. We can't do it. You have to do it. Please, we need your assistance. All the money goes to the DL link so that they can just do what they do within our community. It is the only way they get funds is through your generous, valuable contributions. So it is a fabulous show we have lined up for you. And perhaps you've been, you know, listening to the news and state of emergencies in California. And there's news coming out of Jerusalem. And to be perfectly honest, we're actually not 100% sure what is happening. So we've got Tammy from the DL Link because there is sort of a pink elephant marching through Joburg at the moment, especially for all of us who are taking part in the Jerusalem Marathon. And we're just going to try and, you know, fill you in as best we can. Tam, how are you? Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me again on the show. I've never actually been so nervous. Not because of the show, but because we don't know what's happening with the We're marathon. waiting. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, um, the thing is that the news did say that there was possibility of cancelling the marathon, but we have been in touch with the head of organisers of the marathon, and so far there is no official decision. So we are just being very positive and, you know, thinking and planning as if it's going to happen. Okay. I've actually just been in touch with him. The latest is that they are in a meeting now with the Ministry of Health and um, they'll know within the next three hours a decision. Okay. But otherwise it's full steam ahead. because And regardless, what I just want to say is that, you know, a lot of our runners are disappointed. We are very disappointed. Should it, God forbid, not go ahead. But, you know, this morning I was thinking about this and it's more about the bigger picture. DL Link is... It's more than just the run. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying just because training is difficult mm. and you and Michael, thanks for both, you know, being on board for the whole thing. And, you know, it's not easy, the training, the fundraising, our runners have made huge efforts and 
every single runner, we have um, almost 80 this year, has done this with their heart and soul and huge efforts. So, of course, if it doesn't happen, it would be a huge disappointment. But if we're looking at the bigger picture, we've all taken on to run for a warrior, for in somebody's memory, and any money that has come into DL Link, anything we raise, and please God, today we're going to get to that 60K. Um, it's all going to be, you know, used for what DL Link actually stands for and what we do. Mm. And... I mean, either way, we'll do something. We'll do we'll something. Run somewhere. Whatever <laughs> happens, we're doing something. Yeah. Listen, I'm not putting the, these hours into uh, uh, hitting the streets of Joburg for nothing, even if it's just a party. That's exactly. what I say, Tams. Okay, so 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 what we're saying is we don't really know yet. You're in touch with the decision makers. They will be in touch with you, and we will be making announcements. But yeah. it's full steam ahead. We yes. are going ahead with a 60 pledges in 60 minutes challenge, and yes. um, we're on board. We are looking at how to deal with challenges. But Tam, for those who are want to go to the um, the hotspots, just quickly tell us about okay, the hotspot. So we where have it a hotspot set up at Kosher World for yeah. anybody who doesn't want to SMS in a pledge. If you're just passing Kosher World, um, you can go there and pay with credit card or cash. Um, and we actually have a very special project going there. So anybody can go and sponsor. And if you want to sponsor in a specific runner's name, you can. Um, and we have a special project, which is DL Links, one of our trademark Jerusalem Marathon projects. And what we've done is we've turned the ribbon around. Um, so if you turn the ribbon around, you'll see the top of the ribbon is a V. And V stands for victory. Mm. Victory is for all our survivors, thank mm. God. Mm. And the bottom is a teardrop. And that's unfortunately for those we've lost. And the fact that I'm on the radio and Deborah Leo is my sister, I'm just going to mention that, you know, it's in her honor that we do all this and mm. that DL Link helps almost 850 patients to date but the special thing about this if you go to the hotspot is that um, attached to this page is a, a letter that you can actually write to the wall anybody can go when you do your donation write a letter to the Kotel the western wall and our group will be taking it to put in the wall in Israel amazing Tim thank you so much thanks for clarifying thank we will obviously keep everyone informed um, but uh, full steam ahead R- regardless of what happens it's full exactly. steam ahead thank you Tim thank you. Thanks for clarifying. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, we begin. Michael Rubenstein is in the studio. He is ready with his coaching live on air. Stay with us. Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back. You are tuned to the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. I'm Nikki Severini. So excited to be with you today. We have got such a fabulous show lined up for you. It's called the 60 Pledges in 60 Minutes Challenge. And we are relying 100% on you. We're hoping that by the end of this hour, we are going to have 60 pledges. So please SMS pledges. We're looking at donations. It doesn't matter how small, how big. Please SMS 345 Put your details and the DL link will be in touch with you um, and we organize uh, that donation. So just the amount that you will be donating. We're hoping to hit 60,000 by the end of the day. Um, And so we thought that we would focus on looking at challenges. So I have Michael Rubenstein in the studio. He's been with us before. He's a mental and life coach. And uh, we're going to be actually conducting, Michael's going to be conducting live coaching sessions on air. So, Michael, hello. 
Morning, Nikki. How are you? Welcome, welcome, Michael. Thank you. I just want to um, highlight something before we continue. You've spoken about the 60 pledges and 60 minutes. I'm going for the 60,000 rand. That's Uh, is that more important? Okay. So I think we must push that. And and I know we've got very generous listeners, so we must do it. It's a great cause, and uh, a lot of uh, really dedicated runners doing this, and uh, that's their biggest challenge. You know, some people have never run before, so Mm. (laughs) uh, I think uh, it's an obstacle for a lot of people to overcome this mental block. Around what we can and can't do. So let's go for 60,000. 60,000. As Arnold Schwarzenegger says, you can do it. It's just not difficult. It. Three, four, just do it. Well, that's the Nike. Yeah? If we can mention everybody. <laughs> Three, four, five, one, nine. Michael, the last <laughs> time you were on the show, you spoke about what a challenging time you're having physically. You have an injury. So running for you, even just sitting now, is painful. Yeah, unfortunately I have an injury that I've had for the last two years and uh, it's, a, it's a tear in my hip and it's uh, caused a bit of pain and I'm trying to move beyond it. It's my personal obstacle and journey. So I'm running the 10K and, you know, I've set myself a goal and it's not just about running, it's about beating you, Nikki. <laughs> Listen, I've told you many times, you know, it's actually not fair when someone sets a goal that's so easy to achieve <laughs> because anyone can beat me. Any person can beat me, I'll tell you that much. Listen, you tell me every day how you run four, then you run five, and you've done it without walking. You know, I haven't I done mean, five. Well, I did have. the park run, exactly. and, but it wasn't a run. It was a walk. It was a one, yeah. a walk run. No, never underestimate your enemies. Well, not enemies, frenemies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm watching you, Mark. Thank you, you ah, too. You, you're, you're there, right there. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Okay, so challenges. Let's talk mm. about challenges. Um, I, we don't have to go very far. We don't have to look very hard. Life is filled with challenges, right? Yeah. Look, I, I think that because we, we, we're highlighting the, the DL link uh, today and we're highlighting the Jerusalem Marathon, it's uh, it's obviously I'm being in the studio with, with, with Nicola and Brenda today and, and thinking about what they've been through as, as cancer warriors. It's very easy to look at challenges as these big things and, and, and not looking at the little stuff. And I think often when, when, when we go through life, we look at our everyday challenges and some of them are difficult. Some of them are around financial challenges. Some of them are around, uh, you know, unhappiness in our relationships and unhappiness in our jobs. Some small things will, they become big, like the inability to sleep or the inability to, to wake up and feel excited about the day. If I had to do a quick poll on air and ask people how many people wake up in the morning and feel excited about the day. I can guarantee you that the very, very, very few are actually really excited and look for it because we have these tiny little obstacles that actually become big things that um, we, we struggle to deal with. Mm. And I think uh, I think coaching is something that can really help with overcoming these things because they do affect our well-being. And I've mentioned before on the show around, you know, disease and we, we, how things become disease and the word disease, disease, a discomfort with the, the small things that become big things that become illness. Mm. So it's, it's actually looking at the small things, Absolutely. working on the small things. Absolutely. Although they're not small. I mean, and it's all relative, right? What's a big issue for me could be a tiny issue for you exactly and it doesn't matter and and we look at something like the coronavirus for example which is you know we hear about it from a distance and suddenly you, then you start hearing about it's happening in countries where we have family and then it's happening there's someone in africa and there's a south african and suddenly something that we don't really think about is now in our everyday life and we've looked at how the economy has been affected and i think the impact of that is putting stress on individuals in their business lives mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. it's affected the economy mm, yeah yeah okay so we're, we're looking at how to overcome these challenges. Yes. 
and you're going to take us through a coaching session. But a coaching session is usually how long, Mike? I mean, what are you looking at? Typically, a coaching session is between 45 minutes to an hour. So mm-hmm. today is going to be about speed coaching, unless you want me here the whole day. <laughs> I'm sure some people won't argue. Ex- <laughs> so we're we're looking at how we can kind of use a, a shortened coaching session to be able to get to some a really quick outcome and coaching is typically uh, it's it's very different to going to see a psychologist a psychologist is is a very different kind of interaction where coaching is is very much about um the belief that individuals have that power within themselves to solve um and through a series of powerful coaching questions we're able to the individuals able to construct a new reality for themselves a new understanding a new belief but the the questions are difficult mm-hmm. and they kind of sometimes go quite deep they they're not very surface level they get go behind things that we carry with us from perhaps childhood. So before you start the coaching session, mm. the questions that you ask, are they generic questions that people can write down or they're very specific to what the person's going through? No. I mean, there's a website called 101coachingquestions.com, which you can go to. If okay. <laughs> they have literally 101 questions that you can ask. And they're great for relationships. Coaching questions are great to to build intimacy, to build stronger relationships, to build um, relationships in business. But in this environment, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a vanilla approach. It's about the individual. Okay. It's about understanding their specific requirements and understanding how we can work with them. Of course, our idea is when we do coaching today is that the, that the listeners are able to kind of connect to it and be able to take some learnings for themselves and hopefully work with it um, in their own lives. Amazing, amazing, amazing. We're taking your pledges. We want 60 pledges. By the end of the hour, 60,000 rand. We it. have We have in the studio Nicola McGowan. Hi, Nicola. Hi there. Welcome. It's lovely to be you here. You are so brave. Everyone's listening and going, look, I mean, this person is amazing. We are, we are going to get to hear her being coached. How are you feeling? I'm, I, I'm not sure, actually. Uh, you mean you were fine until I just made that statement? Exactly. Oh, okay. Just erase it. We're going to go. I wish it was the men in black. We could put the glasses on during the break so she just forgot what I'd said. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment, and we're going to start a coaching session. Stay with us. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back. It's the 60 Pledges in 60 Minutes Challenge on the DL Link Show. Well done. So far, it's what, 20 minutes? We've got 18 pledges, 4,000 rand. Guys, we need you. SMS your pledge and amount that you're going to be donating to 34519. We'll be in touch or go to the hotspot by Kosher World. So we have Michael Rubenstein in the studio. We have Nicola McGowan in the studio. Mike, over to you. You have to fill us in what's happening. Great. So I'm just going to also kind of explain a little bit about the coaching process. So those who've never been coached before get a sense of what we're doing any kind of coaching engagement as in any relationship if you go for for you meet someone for the first time the the most important thing is to establish rapport because uh, our coaching relationship is about trust so Mm -hmm. my goal is to make sure that Nicola feels comfortable so typically what I do and I I know Nicola for a while now so Mm -hmm. I know she I love you Michael (laughs) we already have rapport I just want to say I love you Michael (laughs) so rapport is already established Uh. but if I didn't know Nicola what I'd first do is is I would get to know her a little bit so I'd say Nicola lovely to meet you just um, tell me a little bit about yourself and what brings you here today? Well, Michael, you brought me here today, <laughs> <laughs> if we have to be authentic. <laughs> so, um, Michael, I'm struggling with sleep. So um, I wake up numerous times a night, and by the time I actually do get into a deep sleep, it's actually time to get up. And I get up at half past five every day to take, you know, to start the day, get the, the school lunches ready, get the kids up and get them to school. 
um, because I like to start working by seven. So um, the sleep, the, the sleep is is an issue because I can fall asleep immediately, but I can't stay asleep. Okay. So just maybe for a little bit of clarity, also to understand. So, so Nicola is also a, a cancer warrior, and um, she's been on her own journey. And I, I need to to understand how to help her best. Did the the sleep challenges start before the cancer journey began, or was it has it always been a, a, a challenge for you? So the sleep story started actually when my mum was diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's when I first started struggling um, with sleep. When was that, Nicola? So that was eleven years ago. Um, and well, you know, you, you have stress in life and then it affects your sleep. And, you know, even with, with having two children who were very, um, they were born close together, I still managed to sleep, you know, in between feeds, I could still get back to sleep. Um, and that was never an issue then. It only started when my mom was diagnosed and then, and you know, when she passed away, it just carried on. And now it's even worse because normally I would just wake up once a night, but I can wake up like six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a night. Yeah. So when you eventually do go, get up in the morning, what's the first feeling that you have? If you had to describe it to me, what would it be? Is it excitement? Is it dread? Is it, do you feel refreshed? Do you feel raring for the day? What do you feel? None of that. Um, you know, within five minutes, I'm excited about my day. It's not that, um, it's, it's affecting my personality yet. But it is. It's hard to get up. Um, What's that very first feeling that you have? Oh, no. You know, because the alarm. It's like, oh, no. So I would imagine for you and probably many other people out there, that's a, that's not a great feeling to start the day with because a new day is a new beginning. So we want to start it a little bit better. That's what's called your baseline state. And it's pretty much your your kind of real purest state that you have. What happens after you wake up and from that beginning of that baseline state is that all your filters start to lift. And you can imagine your filters are things like your beliefs, your experiences, your values, everything that's kind of makes you you. So if your baseline state isn't good, it means that um, your filters have to work a little bit harder for you in the day. They have to do more to protect you, which again actually creates a fair amount of fatigue because your your subconscious is working really, really hard to get you through the day. So the ideal thing, it's not just about fixing sleep. It's, it's about making sure that you're waking up feeling differently. So we have to get your sleep right. We have to work with what's really at the trigger around your sleep. Mm. So because you had what's called a significant emotional event, you had something that triggered this negative sleep pattern. We would work with that a little bit, um, and we'll watch how the time goes just to see how, how we can work with it. But would it be useful for you today to walk away with um, a couple of tools to help you sleep better? Yes, that would be great. It sounds like a, a very mock ad. And if you yeah. call in the next 60 seconds, you're also going to get a, a fantastic new pillow. Um, that would also be great. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> so, so, Nicola, just to give you something that's useful for you and for those who have similar lifestyles to Nicola, they can probably use it in their own lives. Tell me, just to give me a sense of your routine in the day, just spend 30 seconds from when you wake up, your routine throughout the day to when you go to sleep. So I wake up, I get the goals up. Um, they get themselves ready, I take them to school, I get back from school after dropping them off and I start working. So um, I work for myself. So if I've got meetings scheduled during the day with clients, then I run around to those meetings. Otherwise, I sit at my desk and um, work. And then, you know, in late afternoon, I get the girls, 
bring them home. Then we start with the, um, well, they do their own homework. Um, start with dinner um, and then trying to get them to get into a routine at night time to shower um, and get into bed. So I struggle to get the girls into bed. It takes longer than what it used to take. Even when they were little, it would be quicker then. Um, and then generally, I like to get into, you know, after I've had a bath, I like to get into bed and I like to read because it shuts my mind off. I don't ever watch TV. Um, so I, I love to just lie in bed and read for an hour and then it puts me to sleep. Okay. So I'm going to start with your routine from when you get home because, you know, we all have these duties, these tasks, these obligations that we have to do in the day. And, you know, sometimes the have to's, all the things we say we have to, actually can cause challenges for ourselves in the day. So the way I like to look at have to's, and I think it's important that, we, that you look at it as well, um, because the only thing you really have to do in life is? Breathe. Correct. Oh, thank goodness I got that right. <laughs> Everything else is an optional extra, right? So just catch yourself when you talk about the have-tos because we, we, that creates a fair amount of anxiety when we, when we use that word. I have to fetch the kids. I have to get them up. Mm. And then it, 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 it automatically causes a chemical reaction in our brains. It releases cortisol, which makes us anxious. So look at the have-tos and, and replace it with the word I choose to. And notice how that feels for you when you when you use the word I choose to. I choose to get the kids up. I choose to take care of them. I choose to get them to school. And when you choose, it also gives you a choice of not to do it. Mm. And we know there's consequences, but we know that we also, when we change how we feel about it or how we, 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 we sort of couch the, the words around it, because thoughts and, and words become things, we can actually change how our body responds internally. So just replace that as a, as a quick one with, with have to, with choose to. So the second thing is I'd like to give you a little bit of a routine to, to stick to. And I, I have what's called a 12, a 12 day sleep program. And, and it requires discipline, Nicola. It requires you sticking to this every single day. But we're going to do it in a respectful way because we know you work for yourself. You have kids. You have to make a living. You have to earn money. You have to take care of your kids. All those have tos. We're going to choose it, turn those into choose tos. I choose to do all of those things, but I choose to do it in a healthier way. And I choose to also give to myself. Because sleep is actually about giving nourishment to yourself. It's not just this thing we do at night. It's actually restorative. Because what happens, and for those of you who wake up specific times in the morning, so some of us wake up at a 2 a.m. or a 3 a.m., from 12 o'clock, and if you, you can Google this, it's, it, it's, it's according to Chinese medicine, all the organs start to re-energize and reinvent themselves from 12 o'clock to 5 a.m., so they go in a specific order. There's liver, then there's lungs, then there's kidneys, then there's your small intestine, your digest, digestive system, etc. If you keep waking up at a specific time, and, and I, I stand corrected on this, but if it's, for example, 3 a.m., it's more often than not your kidneys, which means that what happens ordinarily at 12 o'clock, your organs, your organs start to regenerate. But if during the day you're putting those organs under fatigue, your, your adrenaline needs to start kicking in at that time to help those organs regenerate. So where, where if it would have happened as a norm, in a normal way, your adrenal system is waking up and releasing cortisol and adrenaline, and that's why you wake up at 3 a.m. So if you, if you go and, and um, you can go Google this and see what your, what your, what organ is affecting you, if it's your kidneys, it me probably means that you're not drinking enough water in the day or you're not going to the bathroom enough in the day. 
because your body needs that amount of water to function. And what you'll find is that you'll stop waking up at that time. So if any of the listeners are waking up at a specific time to go and, and look at what that means. Where can they find this chart or um, different if you, times, if you just Google, your different organs? It's actually, you've got to talk to Google like it's your girlfriend. Yes. Hi, Google. Um, I'm waking up at 3 a.m. What does that mean? And then it'll give you the answer. <laughs> Which organ is speaking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so let's start with a routine for you, Nicola. Um, and you can listen back to this. Um, and um, then you can follow the steps. So when would you like to start this, this program? Right now. Okay, good. <laughs> One of the things we do is we do a check-in. Um, a check-in is really important to see how important this is for you. So what we do is a check-in on a scale of 1 to 10. So, Nicola, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is it's not so important to me, and 10 is if I don't get this done, I really don't, uh, I'm really not going to have a happy life. How important is it for you on a scale of 1 to 10 to fix your sleep patterns? 8. Eight out of ten. So typically, from a coaching perspective, we we don't if it's not, if it's a six or less, if it's less than a six out of ten, it's really it's not important enough to work with. So it, there's maybe some quick ways to solve it, but if it's more than a six, it's typically something that's really making a deep impact in in the coach's life. So okay. we'll work with that. So what time um, do you normally eat supper at night? About six. Six o'clock. All right. So we're going to, so sleeping like anything, if you, like when you run the Jerusalem Marathon, what you're doing is you're preparing yourself to run the marathon. So you've got to train, you've got to eat well, you've got to sleep well, you've got to exercise in the appropriate way and build strength. Sleeping is the same thing. You have to prepare for sleep. So we're going to create this program for you that works for you to get a better night's rest. So the first thing is I need to understand your, your bedroom. Can you just describe your bedroom to me? My bedroom is fabulous. <laughs> I'm sure, well decorated. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very spacious mm -hmm. and it's very open and there's windows all around. Okay. How it's beautiful cheese outside. Wonderful. Mm. Do you sleep with your curtains? <gasps> Sounds divine. It is. Mm. It's great. Mm. Sounds like we need to have a tea party. <laughs> Tell me about your curtains. Sleepover. Are they? Um, no, they've got blockout. Blockout. Okay. How quiet is your bedroom? Very quiet. Okay. Are there any flashing lights in your room? Nope. Okay. Is your phone in your room when you go to sleep? Yes. Okay. What is it set on when you go to sleep? I have it on the lowest ring, just in case my dad needs me. Okay. I need to be able to hear it ring. Are you the only contact for your dad at the moment? Yeah. Okay. So this is where a lot of people find themselves in this situation, and particularly people, you know, at, at our age where we have um, elderly parents and they might need us for something. So what we that keep the phone on. we keep the phone on, but mm. what that creates is what we call hypervigilance. And hypervigilance is kind of like a traffic light. If you imagine a traffic light that goes green, um, green, orange, red. When you live in a hypervigilant state, you're pretty much going orange, red, orange, red. Yeah. So you're kind of waiting for the bad news. And it creates a little bit of anxiety as well because, and having obviously been through your own trauma and been with the trauma for your mom, we have this little part of us that kind of is almost waiting for bad news in a way. So we, it doesn't always allow us to sleep. So we have to make sure that we're able to sleep effectively. So you maybe need to think about how you, the arrangements you have around your dad, and I'm not going to deal with that now, but think about if there's a way because cell phones in the bedroom are not a great thing because they make us stay awake. The, they flash, they come on, even if they were got them in vibrate mode, they vibrate and they wake us up. So there's ways to look at that, but, but we'll come back to that. All right, so your bedroom's got to be as dark and as quiet as possible. 
Okay, now sleep works in cycles. We have four cycles. We have what's called uh, REM, stands for rapid eye movement. So it's uh, what we have non-REM 1, non-REM 2, non-REM 3, and then REM 4. REM 4 is restored to sleep. That's what we would need to get to, and it works in 90-minute cycles. So we need to get into that sleep mode to get restorative sleep. Now, if, you, if you've ever seen REM for sleep, you see it in a dog. When they're lying on the ground sleeping and their paws are like going all over the place mm, and they're like twitching. That's, and, yeah. and that's how you know. That's what we're trying to, we're not trying to twitch all over the bed. We're, we're trying to get into that space. So. What, and you say it takes 90 minutes to get to No, it. it takes, those cycles are 90 minutes each. Oh, so wow, we want to okay. try and have at least two of them in, in an out sleep, okay. ideally three. What we're aiming for is seven hours sleep. They say if you're under the age of 18, you should be having a minimum of seven hours sleep a night. Minimum. So mm-hmm. as you get older, you know, obviously it gets less, but we still try and want to try and aim for that without obviously taking sleeping tablets. Now, interestingly, sleeping tablets only take you to non-REM three. So it's not restorative sleep. Mm. It's, it's false sleep. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's why sometimes you, you can take a sleeping tablet, feel like you've slept and actually wake up still feeling fatigued. Mm. So we're trying to get you to have that, um, really restorative sleep. So what we're going to do is we're going to start this sleep journey for you. So what's the latest time that you get home? At night. Yeah. Uh, half past six. Half past six. Okay. What time do you normally go to sleep? Um, Probably fall asleep at about half nine. Half nine. Yeah. Okay. What time do you, do you want to wake up in the morning? Half past five during the week. Okay. Good. All right. So we, to have seven hours sleep, we need to work backwards from that half past nine. And so maybe someone in the studio can just do that math from, for me. Half past uh, ten. Is it half past ten? Thanks very much, hmm. Nicola. Really I certainly can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so half past ten. All right. So ideally you need to be asleep at half past ten. All right. So here's the sleep program for you. Eating is really important and not to lie down after, for, for two hours after you've eaten. Okay. So I would like to you to consider having any, any and all meals before seven o'clock at night for you. Is that possible? Yes. Okay. Brilliant. Um, try and keep your meal as light as possible in the evenings. No heavy foods, no carbs, no meat. Okay. As much as possible. Just because heavy food tends to sit. On your chest and, and digestion is important. Um, before you start dinner, is it possible for you to go to go for a walk or do no. some exercise <laughs> with your girls? No. Is there any way you could introduce some kind of exercise? I'm going to find a way. Michael. Okay. Whether it's going for a walk mm. or perhaps even stretching, doing half an hour, 30 minutes of stretching, even at home with a yoga mat, mm. really, really useful. Okay. Mm. You want to try and get yourself as tired as possible, not through intellectual or, or brain stimulation, but through physical, so through movement. So even if it's putting on music and dancing around the room with your kids, that's just as useful as stretching or going for a walk. Okay, so get yourself as tired as possible. Then you're going to have dinner, okay, and ideally nothing with, as I said, heavy or with sugar because sugar wakes you up. Okay, it stimulates your, your brain. Then, do you have a bath or a shower at home? Both. Okay. So, for the next, for the 12 day period, only baths. But I want you to make bathing an experience. So, light candles, put on some music, and kind of have a do not disturb sign on the door. I want you to have a half an hour bath. And in, during that bath time, I want you to, to download an app called Calm. And Calm has amazing meditations and especially stuff for sleep, great sleep programs. And I want you to download that app and do a Calm meditation in the bath. 
Then once you've done that, get out the bath and um, do you drink milk? Yes. Okay. Have a glass of milk. Hmm. No coffee, no, no black tea. Glass, milk, glass of milk also helps prepare you for sleep, right? Then after that, I want you to um, do what you need to do on your phone. No reading, no watching TV. Reading and television wakes up your brain. For people who are able to sleep, it's fine. It helps them fall asleep. But I want you to, for those 12 days, not do any of those things. Okay. Then you're going to get into bed. And the first thing I want you to do, once you've obviously done all your stuff, got the kids ready, all the things, let's get into bed. We say we wanted to go to sleep around top of 10. From about, say, 9 o'clock, not, no stimulation. You can get into bed. You can relax, etc. If you want to read, nothing in the bedroom. The bedroom is only for two things, sleep and sex. Did I say that? No loud? pressure. Yeah. No that's, pressure. That's all it's for. In this case, it's mainly for sleep. <laughs> Anything we want to do, read, watch TV, is in another room. Okay. So then you're going to get into it. And I want you to have a notepad, right, with a piece of paper that can be torn out. And I want you to do what's called a mind dump. Now, mind dump is what we use something called a word association. So um, word association is basically any word that comes into your mind. So let's try it now. Dog. Cat. Uh, paper. Pen. Um, roof. Leaking. Wonderful. <laughs> Let's not think about that. That might stimulate your brain. <laughs> so you take a piece of paper, and I want you to write any words that come into your mind for five minutes on that paper. And it's not supposed to make sense. And that's taking what's called – it's taking stuff from your subconscious and putting it down because your subconscious wakes up at night. So we're going to write down everything. Then you're going to crumple it up throw it on the floor. Then you're going to get into bed. The average person takes 14 minutes to fall asleep. Okay, and if you need to listen to white noise, there's lots of apps you can download for that. But I want you to get into bed, and I want you to focus on your breathing. Okay, it's called the rule of four. Breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, four times. Okay, breathing until you start to fall asleep. If you're struggling to fall asleep, then what I want you to do is think about your day backwards. Okay, so I was lying in bed, I did my mind dump, I drank milk, I had a bath, I did this, and before you get to Waking up, you'll be asleep. If you're unable to fall asleep, don't lie in bed tossing and turning. Get out of bed, go to another room, do something, go back and start the process again. And we're going to do this for 12 days diligently. So, Nicola, do you feel like we've made a little bit of progress yes, towards… massive, massive. Good. Is this I just can't remember everything, so I'm going to re-listen. You have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> to the whole exactly. thing, yeah. So is this something, do you think, that you can do and maintain? Yes, definitely. Wonderful. Thank you, Michael. Is there anything residual that's coming up for you that… No, this is great. Seriously, this is fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you. So on your sleep journey, I wish you all the best, and I hope that it um, gives you lots of restorative sleep. And let's touch base in 12 days and see how you're doing. Thank you. Sweet dreams. Listen, I'm exhausted from listening to you. It worked on me. And I want to say one more thing before we go to bra the break. It's so old fashioned. We're going back to basics. This is, I mean, we'll move on because we've got more coaching, but it really is the bath, the milk, the peaceful breathing in, the climbing. It's the good old days before we had computers, phones. TV before we had any of it. Yeah, the problem is we've become overstimulated yes. through devices, through television, mm. and so we need to actually go back to connecting to, to ourselves. Yeah, love it, love it. Quick break. Listen, we've got a coaching session with Michael to give away. The next person who SMSs a pledge, the next person who SMSs a pledge gets the coaching session. The number is 34519. We're breaking. After the break, our wonderful Brenda Stern is in the studio and Guess what? She's being coached.
IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, we've had a flood of pledges come in. Um, we're going to go with the pledge of 500 that came through. I don't know the person's name. We're going to try and find out who it is. But congratulations, the person who made that pledge during the break. Um, I see Marion Joseph also made one. Marion, maybe you'll get the next one. But the pledge for the 500 gets to have an amazing, amazing coaching session with Michael Rubenstein. I am finding this fascinating. Brenda Stern, she is a cancer warrior. She she is a Jerusalem Marathon runner. We love her. She's in the studio. No time chatting. Hi, Brim, but we've got work to do. Mike's working on you. Over to you guys. Hey, next, nice to see you. Thanks Mwah. for having me. I've <laughs> been so nervous. Oh, me too. Over to you, Michael. Hello, Brenda. Luckily, we've met before. So, Brenda, are you comfortable in your chair? I am. Real high for someone who's almost six foot, but I'm good. <laughs> You'll be used to the height. What are you talking about? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm staying out of it. Carry on. Yeah. Look, Brenda, you know, coaching is a, is a wonderful gift to give yourself because, um, you know, one of the things I learned through my own journey is, um, we're not born equipped to handle everything in our lives. And it's a great, there's a great humility and a great strength in learning how to ask for help. And, um, you know, for example, when my toilet gets blocked, I, I don't go in and try and sort it out. Thank I, God. Um, yeah, I call a plumber because they are the experts. So when we get emotionally stuck, it's really important to, to ask for help and to be able to, you know, get the guidance we need. So, Brenda, I know a little bit about you and I know the journey you've bring up, been on. So tell me what, what brings you here today? What, what's coming up for you? So, um, I'm here once again with the fabulous Nikki. Uh, and I feel like uh, Brenda Stern's story has been told a number of times, but uh, there's a new chapter. I uh, finally finished work as a wage slave on Friday, Baruch Hashem, and um, now the real recovery begins. Um, two years out, April will be, please God, two years, uh, Ned, no evidence of disease. And it's been a tough two years. No one tells you that the recovery of the treatment is harder than the treatment because mm. you kind of think and everyone else does, it's over. Treatment's over, everything's over, the journey's over. Reinventing yourself, uh, learning how to live with, with cancer because we always live with anxiety of it forever. And learning how to be a survivor and having a new life that's not defined by cancer, my journey, or me and my identity as a cancer warrior and survivor is is now the tough work. So if I'm hearing what you're saying, you're you're asking for an opportunity to almost reinvent yourself. Um, unfortunately, when we go through traumatic events, we, we, we get stigmatized almost with a label, um, which, which sounds, which, which, which is sad in a way. And if we think about people who struggle with alcoholism, they're always a recovering addict. Mm -hmm. And so the label goes with you wherever you go on your journey. Oh, you're the Brenda, the, 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 the woman who struggled with. And so we struggle to sh shake those stigmas and move forward. So what would you want instead of? What is it that you'd like for yourself? Um... I guess what I want people to to stop thinking of me always that I, I will be there for my warrior community and my survivor community. I will always be part of this community. Um, I will always be part of the Deal Link family because if it wasn't for Deal Link, the amazing support and love and care they gave me during my journey 
and for my dear Link family and still give me, I don't think I would have made it and, and certainly not through the difficult last two years. Um, so I would always want them to know and trust that. But I want them to see a new Brenda, a Brenda that uh, <laughs> I saw a new Facebook page. Everyone knows I'm a bit of a Facebook queen, um, which is B means business. And kind of that's where I am. Um, it's, it's time for business. It's time to live a life of meaning again, of impact, of, uh, of something that means something to me. So let's fast forward five years. What does that look like? Uh, that looks like me lying on, um, Italy a beach with <laughs> a double tonic, tonic in my hand. In which country did you say? <laughs> Italy a beach in Israel, oh, in please Israel. God. Yeah. Or Fiji, I don't mind any beach, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, um, what does it look like? It looks like a life, please God, of health. It looks like a life of having empowered a lot of people along the way, both financially and in terms of um, assisting them through various journeys. Um, it looks like a life where I've developed uh, skills that um, have lain dormant for a while, so that, you know, maybe positive legal skills like mediation, but it also looks like a life where I'm much more financially independent um successful please god and um stable because cancer wreaks havoc with one's finances and it looks like a life of of stability and bliss so on a scale of one to ten how important is it for you to get there like a 12 fantastic (laughs) always a good one to work with so let's begin now so Let's think about it in the context of your, your identity. And, and, and when I, when I hear what you, what you say and what you've done, a lot of it is around the other. A lot of it is around community. A lot of it is around helping other people. So, and I know you and I chatted before and I said, you know, let's not make you cry. So I want us, to, I want you to also. Make you know, it's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, this is a safe space for, for you and I and the people in the room and that <clears throat> and all the listeners. But in the context of what we're doing today, we're going on a journey, I believe, to help you with your developing your own process around developing your own self-worth, your self-focus and your self-care. Yep. So how much time do you spend practicing your own self-care at the moment? I'm sitting here, fortunately, with my back to my brocha, who's my partner, Grant. And I know that he's shaking his head and going, uh, minus zero. Uh, I'm not great at it. I've had to learn. Uh, cancer teaches you humility. Um, I've had to learn to stop, um, and breathe. I'm now back to about a million miles an hour, but it's a mindfulness that I need to practice. It's something I need to work on. Very hard. Okay. So I think for the purposes of today and, and with the remaining time that we have, would it be useful for you to, to have a couple of things where we could actually focus on developing your own self-care program for yourself? Very much so. All right. So Off to the break. Oh, off How's to the that? break. Sorry, we have to have a quick little break. Quick we'll be right back. Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008.
Welcome back to 60 Pledges in 60 Minutes. Guys, we've had 25 pledges. We need more, please. We've, we don't have long to go. Um, Jody um, Abrams, well done, Jody. You were the one who won the coaching session with Michael. Your donation of 500 Rand is so appreciated in honor of your daughter, Dunny, who's in Israel. The next person who SMSs a pledge gets to win art classes. Um, it is uh, art classes from artist and art teacher Isa Schwartz. Isa. 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 Schwartz. Mm, she's <laughs> amazing. You. Isa Schwartz is amazing. If you are into art, art classes, quickly send us a pledge. Give us your name, the amount, 34519. Gus, we're running out of time. Over to you, Mike. So, um, one of the things I think as we, and, and in the break we sort of chatted about that we're going to look at five things that can help you around the self-nurture. This story, your life story, is your story. We're just entering a new chapter. It's not a new story. So going into this new chapter, and it's going to be very hard for you because you're that person that takes care of others. So this requires, again, a real commitment to you. So let's talk about what do you love doing. Let me ask you a different question. If money were no object, what would you do other than lie on a beach? I wouldn't actually lie on a beach because God knows <laughs> I can't sit still for five minutes. Um, I would, I would dedicate my life to alleviating poverty, empowering women, and developing the potential of this country, and ensuring that the amazing innovation in Israel is brought to South Africa for the benefit of South Africans. Amazing. So I just want you to be aware of something, and I'm holding up the mirror to you. Every time I ask you for something for you, you bring it back to others. So this is this is common for people who have your personality type, the one that is considerate towards others. It's very hard to look at you. So, Brenda, we're going to look at you. I'm going to help you on this journey, I'm, and I'm going to hold you accountable because I'm going to check in with you next week. Okay. Okay. Tissues. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take care of you for the next three months. You are not allowed to help anybody for the next three months other than if it's an animal. You can go to the SPCA and donate your time and help out and volunteer. But for the next three months, everything you do, you're doing for you. Sounds like a Brian Adams song. It's for you only. And because this is on air, everyone now knows that you're focusing on you. And I'm asking everyone on air who's listening to help you with that as well. As soon as you offer help, I want you to catch yourself before you offer it. As soon as somebody hears you offering help, they're going to catch you and say, Brenda, what are you going to do for you for three months? And I see you shaking your head because it, it doesn't feel like it's right. I, I just couldn't do that. I know. Let's try a little bit for you for the next three months. Saying can three weeks? We can start with three weeks and then we can touch base again. So for okay. three weeks, just focusing on you. And let's pick some things that you would really enjoy doing for you. Do you like massages? I can, but I can't have them because I've had lymph nodes removed. Okay. But, um, Anywhere on your body, can you have a massage, a head massage, a hand massage? Uh, a head massage. Okay. Yeah. So I know DL and, Link. And, op- and, and grind massages my feet. Okay. <laughs> so, so DL Link, I know, offers massages. So you can go there and have a head massage. How many times a week can you have a head massage at DL Link and a foot massage from Grant? Grant's nodding his head. He's saying any time of the day you like. Um. I'll trade Grant alternate days, and I will go to Dior Link once a week. Wonderful. What kind of exercise do you enjoy? Uh, bizarrely enough, I enjoy running. Running. How often are you running at the moment? Uh, not often enough to get up the hills of Jerusalem. 
But last night when we heard that Godford the marathon might be um, cancelled, we actually went running. And Grant hasn't run forever, and he has slow running with me, and he's going to run with me, please God, in Jerusalem. And we took our dog. He's a bulldog, not a racing dog. Yes. And in fact, they had to run home and fetch the car and go fetch him. Gosh. <laughs> so our dog, um, yeah, Grant almost killed my child. Mm. No, um, <laughs> no uh, yeah, I don't run enough, but I, I love running. Running is my meditation. And uh, and I got inspired to run because when I sat in the chemo chair, Dr. Shevitz ran for me, and that's how running the Jerusalem 10K became my survivor goal, and that's how the Jerusalem Marathon becomes... My my survivor celebration, please God, been there every single year. Wonderful. How do you feel about yoga? Um, I do like yoga. I do like yoga. Okay. Could you commit to a yoga class once a week? I could. Okay. Wonderful. What time do you get up in the morning? Uh, depends how badly I've slept, Natalie. Okay. Do you have breakfast in the morning? No, I don't eat breakfast. You don't eat breakfast? I never have. I can't. Okay. Brunch? Yeah. Okay, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, coffee. It's good. Okay. So on weekends now, Grant is going to prepare you breakfast in bed. Mm. He always does, actually. Coffee really? in the morning. Yeah. Every morning. Grant sounds like a cracker. Grant, you're, not, you're sure you're not saying You're that? higher. No, yeah, just, <laughs> he's, off the, he's off the market. Forget it. <laughs> so... I know we, we, we're sort of running out of time, but what I would like you to do, and you can come back to me, Brenda, is I'd like you to make a list for me of between five and eight things that you can do for yourself every single week. So there's a couple of things we've committed to. One is for the next three weeks, because we want this to be respectful of who you are, but it's really important that you self-nurture. For the next three weeks, you're only going to do things for you, and Grant's going to help me hold you accountable to that. Secondly, you're going to do the things you love, which is Running and exercising, you're going to and commit, gardening. And gardening, great. More of that. Connect to doing um, a yoga class. And if you love art, I highly recommend this art class and maybe getting in contact with Isa and going to do that because that will also help you connect to self. I will make a commitment to you during humor. I used adult uh, coloring in books, which were fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic media meditation. I haven't colored in for a while, so my commitment to you is I will. Found my crowns mm. and my books and do that. That's fantastic. So let's fast forward quickly in the last 30 seconds. If you imagine yourself giving a lot more to you, what does that do for you in terms of your ability to help others? It's, it nurtures me in a sense helping others because if I know that somebody's been helped that that makes me feel like I'm doing something useful. I'm going to pause you. But my question was what does it if do you for help me? yourself We're going to have to wrap more, up. Yes. If I help myself more, um, I guess that's going to require quite a lot of hard introspection, and that's and I acknowledge that. Wonderful. I wish you luck on your journey. We'll touch base again. Thank you, Michael. Well done. Thank wow, you, Brian. Thank, thank you, you my you, darling. Everyone. Thanks for coming on. Moira Kessel, who made a donation of 180 rand, said it's so lovely to hear hear Brenda Stern in the studio. Well done, Moira. You have won those wonderful art lessons with oh. Isa. We'll be in touch with you. Um, thank you for your pledges. Please continue with the pledges. The hotspot at Kosher World. And if any of you want to attend a coffee and conversation session, then with me. 
in a coffee shop, what we, uh, the next person who makes a pledge will win that. So pledge as much as you can. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for your support. Thank Michael, you, thank Michael. you. Thank we want to make 60,000 by the end of today. Come on, today. Go come, on come on, come on, come on. Thank you, you everyone for your contribution and thank you, Nikki, and thank you, Dale Link, as always. Oh, guys, fly. thank you, thank, thank you, Michael thank you, and, and thanks well for an awesome show. And well done, Michael, and thank thanks, you, guys. coaches. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. I loved it and I can't wait to be with you same time next week. For me, Nikki Seberini, ciao.